turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So they didn't look at him, they went backwards, they dropped something over him to cover him up so that he would no longer be naked in his own tent. So, what is the purpose of clothing? People use clothing for warmth to make a fashion statement, but to understand the practical purpose of clothing, we need to see where it originated. Man did not always wear clothing, but like many people will try to argue. But Genesis 2.45, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The lack of clothing showed the innocence of man at this time. Just as a small child can run around after a bath, start naked without concern about his appearance, so was man at one point. However, things changed after the fall. Man's eyes were open to good and evil. With that knowledge came the law of innocence, man was aware of the nakedness. In 3.7. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. And they took big leaves together and made themselves covered. So the next drawing is going to show the differences between what we see in Genesis 2.25 and those little red dots are knees. So for future reference other drawings are knees. And so Genesis 2.25, they had no covering at all. In Genesis 3.7, they made themselves aprons out of fig leaves. So that's the green area that you see. We don't know exactly how big it was, but it was covered more than likely coming over their midsection based off the definition of the word. So they made them discover to cover the nakedness. The description of the belt of fig leaves or apron of fig leaves. However, their attempt at covering was inadequate. For even with the covering, they hid from God because they were naked. That's Genesis 3.10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So even with that apron, they knew that they were still naked. They had not covered themselves enough. They were still hiding. So after punishing Adam and Eve, God made and them garments of animal skins to clothe them. Genesis 3.21 Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. The description is of a tunic, or a coat the King James Version, a shirt-like that reached from shoulders to knees. The purpose for the skin is to clearly state it was to cover, clothe the man and the woman and fix the problem of their being naked with their belts and big leaves. So we've got over on the left, you've got the man and the woman in verse 7, how they clothe themselves. And then you've got an example of how probably look when they clothe themselves when God clothes them with the animal skin called tunics or, or coats. So that's addressing from all the way from the shoulders to the knees, both man and woman. A lot of times we'll make an exception for a man in our society, even have for a decade, that it's okay for a man to run around with a shirt on, but not a woman. It's not okay for a man, just like it's not okay for a woman. Both man and woman, at this time, after they had sinned, were both dressed from shoulders to knees. <clears throat> The purpose of the skin is the correct status. It was to cover, clothe man and woman and fix the problem of the figure. Now, we still require clothes. We may not have eaten of the tree, but we still learn of good and evil, not by eating, but by living in a world full of sin. From Romans 5.12, Therefore, 
just as though one man then entered the world, and death for sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. We start out as children innocent, but at some point we become aware of our sins in Deuteronomy 1.39. Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. From this, from this we learn that belt of thieves is not adequate close tunics are adequate clothes. Today we wear neither fig leaves nor tunics, so how can we determine if our clothing is acceptable? Clothing styles come and go. What is that today was outrageous in the eighteen hundreds? We know Jesus was properly clothed, but few businessmen in America would be caught dead going to the office clothed as Jesus was. No matter which era we pick or reach of the world, the styles change. We need a fixed rule, a solid measure that is not based on whims of mankind's fancy. Clothing must cover a person's nakedness. So we'll go to slide, we'll go to uh, Exodus 20:26. The altar was not to be elevated, lest the worshiper saw the priest's nakedness. That's in Exodus 20:27. Nor shall you go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness may not be exposed. Exodus 28, 42-43. As an additional precaution, the priests were aware of any shorts that cover from the waist to the thigh to hide their nakedness. And you shall make for them linen trousers to cover their nakedness. They shall reach from the waist to the thigh. They shall be on Aaron and his sons, on his sons, when they come into the tabernacle of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister to the holy place. And then Exodus, Ezekiel 16, 7, I made you thrive like a plant in the field, and you grew, matured, and became very beautiful. Your breasts were warm, your hair grew, but you were naked and bare. So from Exodus, Ezekiel 16, 7, we learned that these social formal breasts and groin were considered naked. We then concluded that any exposure of sexual organs is considered naked. The purpose of clothing is to cover and hide those areas on the body from any possible people. Now, some clothing cover but do not hide a person's nakedness. Adam and Eve fell to pigs, we still left them naked. Job 22 says, For you have taken pledges from your brother for no reason. And stripped the naked of their clothing. So Job 22 6 talks about stripping the naked of their clothing. In other words, they were clothed, but they were still considered naked. So I've kind of drawn some of the examples of clothing that we might see today, or see in the past, or see in the future, or things that have come and gone. So over there on the left, you find people who wear shirts with holes, holes in them, or pants with holes in them, in areas that should be covered. They may wear a shirt that has a short and has the midriff exposed. You may have clothing that has straight hair, that's see through. So that's kind of what the one on. That's the example here. It's kind of a see through shirt, but still exposing things that are supposed to be covered based on what we find in Genesis 3:10. And then the third picture is got a, a deep V in the shirt that we'll see a lot of times. Either women wearing a real deep V, or you'll oftentimes see, you might see men that have their 
wrestling, really tight, tight uniform, cheerleading, very vigorous, short skirts, uh, dance, same kind of thing, uh, track and field, really tight, very vigorous on women, short short for both men and women, volleyball, depending on if it's court volleyball or beach volleyball, it could be a wide range of exposure that could be seen. And then you get, even in band, the people who do flag and things like that, their uniform can be, not always, but they can also uh, be too, too tight, too short, those kind of things. And then you have swimming, swimming activities. If you ever watch the Olympics, um, you probably don't want to watch. It's hard to watch swimming, or probably, probably we shouldn't watch swimming at all just because of their, their what they do or don't wear. And then, um, YouTube for several years, basketball and kind of in the 80s went from being short shorts to long shorts, and now the short shorts are starting to come back for the men and the women in, in basketball. And then you got cycling, the really tight short shorts that could be associated with the biker shorts. And there are, you know, you may be thinking of other sports and the same thing, I just threw something together of what we can see, what kids can want to participate in, and there are reasons why they cannot participate in these kind of, these kind of events if they don't admit, meet modest dress and some of these others can meet immodesty in other ways as well. Now, also in clothing, must respect the difference between male and female. So if you would take out first Corinthians, take out your Bibles, I'll have all of this one. First Corinthians 11, 2 through 16. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions as I deliver them to you. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is one and the same as if her head were shaved. For if a woman is not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it is shaved for a woman to be shorn, or shaved, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was man created from the woman, but woman from the man. For this reason the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angel. Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man, in the Lord. For as the woman came from man, even so man also comes from the woman, comes through the woman. But all things are from God. Judge among yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head and cover? Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is dishonor to him? But if a woman has long hair, it is glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a cover. But if anyone needs to be contentious, we have no such cover, nor do the church. 
thanks to God. And this, and this is one of them. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves in mankind. And the one that, the word that comes in here in the King James Version is the, the word effeminate, which is often, often associated with a male prostitute, or it could be associated with um, a man dressing as a woman for those types of reasons.
anywhere. One of the books. Are we trying to be pushed to boundaries? Are we wearing our clothes too tight? Are for effective, not just because we gain light weight since last winter and our clothes are a little bit snug, but we just need to be conscious of what we're doing and we're not trying to. Is, is that being just short of that? Now I have two clothes. Let's not push the boundary. Let's be a little bit more appropriate with it. Make sure that we're doing So also what we find in when we're talking about two nine is what are they talking about? Uh, also elaborate hairstyles, costly jewelry, and expensive clothes do not meet these qualities. They call attention to the wearer because of what she has on or what he has on, and not because of who or he or she is. My clothing should not outshine the Lord whom I represent. How are we trying to draw attention to ourselves with our clothes? Are we trying to get somebody to say, hey, look at me? What is my hairstyle? What is the what how many colors do I have in my hair? What is on my shirt? How much jewelry am I wearing? Now, there's a lot of different things that could draw attention to ourselves for stuff rather than being for God. How are we drawing that attention? Now, the type of clothing that we wear may change based off the situation that we're in. So Paul writes to the Corinthians in, uh, in verse chapter 9, verse 19 through 33, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the world. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, as without the law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without the law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak, and I have become all things to all men, that I might be all men saved some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. So the situation is if I'm a teaching, I'm going to be Amish, dark suit, no metal buttons will help me keep the minds of those I'm teaching on the word of God on the breach of their society's etiquette. If I'm a teaching of dairy farmers, a formal suit, tuxedo, or something like that, that would, that would be out of place when we, we go to their home. So he just, so Paul became in the audience so that he might win the war. So he, he didn't compromise the faith, he just adjusted how he approached different types of people. So I got a couple, a few pictures here of different cultures of way they might dress. If we wore this, we might stick out here. So if we go into these other cultures, we might have to wear something more akin to theirs, or they may just be completely distracted, and we could become a, a selling block to the message because we are not dressed appropriate for their society. Now, in modest dress and where we should not go. We can dress modest, but we know we might come to a place that immodest. The actions are immodest. Everything around is immodest. And First Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Bars, nightclubs, water bars, crowded beaches, crowded lakes. You know, if you go to the beach, it's not bad to go to the beach, but you might find it go during a time of year or a time of week where there's no people there, where you can find yourself in a section where you're not around immodest people. Same thing with the lake. The lake is going to be tough sometime of the year, but you can still find time to go there, but you have 
much ye need go out of the world. But now I bring unto you, not to company, keep company, and any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extorter, with such one know not to eat. We know if we go to the grocery store, there's going to be someone inappropriately dressed. We can't completely move ourselves out. But if we have a brother or a sister in Christ that continues to to dress inappropriately and modest in other measures, it's just like any other sin that they might be committing. That's where we should keep company with them. That's where we need to pray for them to repent and discuss that with them to repent. But we can't completely pluck ourselves out of the world to avoid all immodesty. But we need to avoid places where we know that that's all it's going to be. But we should go where we are could be associated with participating with evil. Where it is guaranteed we can be tempted by looking or just participating in general, or where we can be a stumbling block for someone else. So how does a Christian dress up? Christian jewelry, the thing that draws attention to themselves is their behavior. Good work, first Timothy two ten. But which is proper for women women for women professing godliness with good works. In first Peter two twelve, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now good works make us peculiar, special, or outstanding. In Titus two fourteen, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us for every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. Meekness, quietness, and submission. Do not let, the first Peter 3, 3 through 5, do not let your adornment be merely out, arranging the hair wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a Gentile, and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own humility. Cover and be modest. Cover. 
covering from shoulders to knees. And we are to show our faith by our works. That's in James 2, 18. So that's the conclusion of the lesson. If you have a need to pray for the church, if you uh, have not obeyed the gospel, and you've heard of the gospel, and you believe it, you need to repent of your sins, confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and be baptized, and then live godly beyond that point. If you have any need, please stand as we sing the song of the